Hi everybody, welcome to episode number 26 of Tunes Me. I'm Mark. And I'm Ray. And today, we're gonna go back. I think it was just a couple episodes ago we were talking about what our favorite videos are. And I put together a short list, Ray. How about you? Yeah, I remember, you know, we kind of started. I'd said that AHA's Take On Me was my favorite video of all time. I had kind of come to that conclusion and re- reinforced it. Yeah. And then, yeah, so uh, we kind of said, let's let's look at this. I came up with the list, too, and it was... It was difficult to narrow it down to 10. Yeah, it was hard. I started going through and we were trading, you know, text back and forth. And I started thinking, well, what about the Ed Sullivan show stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, because you had Elvis was on there and the Beatles. And if you talk to a lot of musicians, they always say, especially the uh, some of the classic rock artists, they'll always say, oh, you know, the moment I saw Elvis, I knew I wanted to be a rock store or the Beatles. But then I started thinking, OK, wait. Let's eliminate that. So my first rule was it had to be made specifically Mm -hmm. as a video. Mm -hmm. That was my first criteria for my list. A couple other things I had was that does the video make the song better? That was another thing I thought about. And then I don't like the videos that just have like all concert Mm -hmm. footage. It kind of had to have a story to it. So that was another criteria I had in mind. And then the last thing was, could I watch it over Mm -hmm. and over? Mm hmm. So when I'm going through the videos that I put together in my list, it had to have you know, that criteria. I had some real similarity my, that you had to, I, could I watch it over and over again? These were, I think the ones that I, I chose that tended to be my, my top criteria was if this comes on, am I sitting there, you know, wanting to watch it or am I interested in watching it, rewatching it? Like, you know, I'm, it's not something where I might like it, but I'm not necessarily going to go out of my way to watch it or I'm necessarily going to pay attention to it all the time. So yeah, they had to be videos that I want. I would like. I actually want to watch. I think that from there, I diverged a couple of different ways. There were various types of criteria. One of them was, did it tell a good story? I, I like the idea of ones that told a story but told it well. A lot of videos they try to tell a story and it doesn't necessarily work so well. But you know, they try. But but then other ones they didn't necessarily have to tell a story. That I just I looked for good cinematography or good art direction in the video. So some of these, they make my list because I love the the visual imagery in the videos themselves, whether they necessarily have any kind of a, a story to them. Just about all of them have some kind of thematic stuff going on. They're not just, I, I agree with you. I didn't want just concert footage. You know, it was, it was amazing how many videos came to mind. And I was like, yeah, but that's really just the band on stage. Yeah, but that's really just the singer on stage. Yeah, but that, and I didn't want that either. It was like, those aren't the ones that I'm not going to, you know, I, I might love, I might love the song, but I'm not necessarily interested in just sitting there watching the performer the whole time, unless the performer is doing something really, really interesting. Yeah. And the first one that you're going through your criteria, I'm looking at my criteria and this one comes up and I recently stumbled across this video and I had to watch it all the way through again. And I totally forgot about how dramatic it was for me. And it's the Beatles, mm-hmm. Free of the Bird. I don't know if you remember yep. that, but the Beatles came back and they recorded a song with John's vocals, but they put a whole video to it. And they put a lot of work into this video. It kind of tells the whole story of the Beatles from the mm-hmm. beginning to the end. And there's some great imagery in it. And I actually was never really the biggest Beatles Mm -hmm. fan because growing up, our family listened to, you know, it's blasphemous, but it's like Elvis Presley was played for. Mm -hmm. And so to me, when I saw this video, I was like, wow, 
that was really cool how they all came together and were able to create a song around a thrown away vocal. Right. And then the video itself, I remember, was a huge world premiere. Mm -hmm. And I saw it. I remember when seeing it, I was like, wow, this is great. And then I went back and saw it. Yeah, that would have been, what, 96, you know, that Free as a Bird came out. I remember that. I mean, it's, it's not on my list. Um, I did grow up. My dad had a Beatles songbook, and we sang the Beatles growing up. So, you know, I grew up in a, a situation where um, the story of the Beatles was, like, prominent in my childhood. Um, but I, I don't blame you for picking that one. I think that, you know, like you said, that has – it tells a story. It tells you the story of the Beatles. It has some great imagery. Yeah, that's uh, a good story. How about you? Well, you know, I'll start with Take On Me, That you know, um, because that's kind of where our, our whole conversation got started. For me, that's the whole pack. Okay. That is the whole pack. And in fact, of everything on my list, that's everything that I thought that I've been thinking of since we decided to do this. Just reinforce that that was my that's my favorite video of all time. And it's there because there's nothing else on my list. Everything on my list, it, it may have certain criteria, it may meet some other things. There's always something that's not quite there in the way that this video is. So I always just it's the 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 alpha and the omega for me. I mean take on me. It has a story. It has a clear story. It has a dramatic story. You know, I, you know, you, your feel for the characters in the story. It's got great imagery. I mean, it was, you know, um, ahead of its time. It was, you know, uh, using video techniques in 1984, 85, when it was filmed and put together, it was doing something new with video, doing something new and innovative with video and in a way that that really was pulled off well, and um, and then it's a good song on top of it, right? You know, if I don't like the song, it's hard to like the video. There's plenty of songs that I like that I don't necessarily like the video, but this is one where uh, the song. So I think that of everything that I'm going to talk that I'll talk about in this entire podcast, it, it all just goes right back to reinforce that that one has the whole package to me. Yeah, and I mentioned this prior. Take on me is on my list as well. Mm -hmm. It's exactly everything that you said but to me i also will throw in there that it was imitated mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. people tried to duplicate it tried to bring in similar effects like i have sledgehammer by peter gabriel mm -hmm. on here mm -hmm. which also won numerous mm -hmm. awards but for some reason i don't it's not my go-to video song it's on my list mm -hmm. but it's not take on me you know, Sledgehammer is an interesting one. It's not on my top 10, and it was hard to leave it off because it's such a great video. The work, I think probably Take On Me might be right with it, but the work that had to go into that video may be more extensive than any video ever made. I mean, you know, and if you look at it, like especially the part where he's on the roller coaster and you can see his hair getting wetter and, you know, wetter as he's going with the, like the, you know, the sweat supposedly building up in there, I, the amount of work that they had to do to put that video together. It's a masterpiece. It's a real masterpiece. The thing with me is that it just doesn't, it's not one that I necessarily, oh yeah, I want to, it, it comes on. Oh, I got to watch Sledgehammer. You know, I got to watch this video. I mean, I will watch it. I enjoy heavily parts of it, but in the end, it didn't quite make my list, but it also shows that, I mean, Peter Gabriel has, done it he's done a number of other videos like that digging in the dirt was like that steam was like that interestingly enough this is another example where you've known that my argument is that in your eyes is the best pop song ever you know if you had to tell me if we weren't talking about videos we were talking about 
what's the best pop song ever in your eyes gets my vote i've given this a lot of thought over the years i mean you know there are other songs i like there's is even it's not even technically my favorite song in terms of like my most inspirational personal song but it, it get my vote is the best pop song ever but the video i mean the, the original video is kind of interesting he does some interesting stuff with it the video that then got replayed later was just a concert footage video and so you know peter gabriel does a lot of great stuff with videos but none of them actually made my list uh the one sort of connection to that i'll, I'll give you a a runner-up, my sort of first runner-up, and then one that's in my top three of all time that have a connection. If you look at not just Peter Gabriel, but Genesis, Phil Collins, Mike and the Mechanics, the whole set there, right? You know, take them right on down to the last domino. Uh, if you take the whole set, they all did great stuff with videos. I mean, you can look at a number of Phil Collins videos. You can look at a bunch of Genesis videos. There are a number of Mike and the Mechanics videos. I can think of uh, three of them I could have put on my list. One of them made it. The one Genesis one that, that really sticks out is uh, Land of Confusion. It's another one that was, you know, award-winning. Took a lot of work to put into that with the puppets that they did that were really popular at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it actually came up first runner-up on my list. If, if I, we, we had a list of top 11, it'd be number 11. It barely missed my list. There were 10 that I just like a little bit better. But I mean, that's a great fit. It tells a story. You know, it's got this this story of, you know, Ronald Reagan doing all this in a dream and he, you know, accidentally hits the, the nuclear button. It, it's a good song. It's got great imagery. It's, it's playful. It's fun. You know, Land of Confusion's one that really, really ranks up there. Again, number 11 on my list. But it really shows that how uh, that whole group of Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins, Genesis, and Mike and the Mechanics, and that's the other one I'll bring up right now, the one that does make my list, and you've known this one about me for years, uh, Nobody's Perfect from Mike and the Mechanics. It tries to tell a story, and the story's not so, I mean, it, it's not that compelling as, as a story goes. As it probably, you know, the word that you remember me talking about all the time is delighting. There are so many videos where uh, we talk about concert footage. We talk about just the band or the performer. They, they're trying to set a, an artistic image, a visual image of that performer up on stage. And this is the video that captures the feel of um, the energy of stage. And it's the, the lighting that comes through onto especially Paul Young uh, standing in front, kind of dancing around while he's singing. I rewatched it again just to say, you know, is it really as good as I ever thought? And I was like, yep, it is. And it's like, it's in my top three. But I could have easily put The Living Years in here, and I didn't. I could have easily put Taken In in here, and I didn't. You know, Silent Running, you know, and uh, there's a whole whole group of them around that whole group of folks. What about The Giving You? <laughs> well, that and uh, All I Need is a New Belt Buckle for My uh, Pants. Um, right. Yeah. And we watched that video <laughs> so many times. I can't even tell you how, all the corny jokes, how they're just baked into everything that I do every day. Now, you did start me to think because Take On Me, I don't think my list is numbered as well as yours is because I just started spitting out videos that kind of fit my criteria. But I started thinking about it, and this is going to be a shocker to you, but Take On Me is number two. What's number one? Number one is Thriller mm -hmm. by Michael mm -hmm. Jack. Mm -hmm. Now, I had a tough time on this because I started thinking about it. Two's Mate was started on a Michael Jackson blog post. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, the Thriller video was played so often mm -hmm. and so much behind it. It was basically, it was a short film. 
I believe 15, 20 minutes long, if I ever recall correctly. And then it's still played today, every Halloween. The dress from that is still popularized. The dancing is still, there's so much to that particular video that holds today. So even though Aha and Take On Me mm-hmm. has so much you know, cinematic magic in it, I think the story and the music and everything that I said, all those that those five pieces of criteria hold very strong on that mm-hmm. song. I, a thriller's on my list as well. I actually, there were a few, few Michael Jackson videos that I considered. Uh, I have an affinity for Scream, Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson's hit from 1995. I don't, the song, I don't, it's not like one of my mm. favorite songs, but that video, um, I remember at the time that it came out, I was, I was in a, I was taking a year off between my bachelor's degree and my working on my master's degree. And I had this job in Bowling Green and I, I kind of, it was in some ways like the, the best year of my life. You know, I kind of worked a, a 40 hour week job and it wasn't a hard job, but it was enough to make enough money to, to live off of and even, you know, do okay. And, and it wasn't, you know, I kind of came home in the evening and did my own thing and I'd, I'd watch TV and, you know, just in kind of enjoy and hang out. And uh, that video came out and I remember when it premiered on MTV and I remember watching it and it's got this futuristic stuff and I kind of just liked the imagery and um, Scream almost made my list. It didn't make my list, but it's more about for me, the, the memory of that period 25 years ago. The other one is, I mean, Smooth Criminals got a, you know, it's got a, a story, it's got imagery, it's got compelling dancing. Um, I've seen folks, you know, say that's their favorite, but Thriller, I think I, I agree with you in, in terms of meeting all the criteria. There's clearly a story. You're right. It was, it was meant to be a cinematic event more than just a video. I think Thriller really was meant to, to set the stage for the idea that, that a music video can be basically a short film. And Michael Jackson took that and went on to do other things that, that involved like short film type things like Captain EO. And uh, I remember uh, one of my fondest memories of Thriller was, uh, like you said, it got played everywhere. You know, you watched it all the time. You heard the song all the time, although the song never went to number one. It actually hit number four. But but the fondest memory was we used to have roller skating events. My school did. And Hmm. they would, at the roller skating rink in Lima, Ohio, they they would bring these screens down. And, of course, you know, while you're roller skating, they played popular songs and stuff. And they would bring the screen down. And they would bring up the video and they would cue it up to where the, the actual song starts or pretty close to it. And they would play the Thriller video and everybody would skate around to Michael Jackson's Thriller video, not just the song, but the, the video playing. And, you know, they, I mean, that's like quintessential 80s stuff right there. I mean, it sounds like a scene off of Stranger Things or something. But yeah, I think you're right. Thriller, um, it's not my number one. It's, it's certainly on my list. It's hard to argue with you putting it at number one. I, I can't blame you one bit. Yeah, it was, it was a really hard one. And other than that, I mean, I have a bunch of songs here. I don't really have them in right. any, any particular order. But if I had to put them in, mm-hmm. you know, to the top 10, another one that I kept thinking about, and it was really hard. I it kept falling in and out of, I guess, these this top 10 was Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More. Yep, that's on my top ten too. Again, I I kind of know my top three numbers four through ten. It you know and thrillers right in that mix. 
I don't really have an order, but Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More is right there in there for me. Again, it's, I mean, it's playing off of Alice in Wonderland, right? So it's, yes, but yeah, it doesn't have a brand new story, but it's kind of playing with the story that you may, that we know, or at least are familiar with. Got compelling imagery. It's a great song. You know, them eating the cake, that's her. And, and again, I, it may be my favorite Tom Petty song anyway, but then the video just, yeah, and like, you know, again, it's that, that kind of thing where I, I want to watch it over and over and over again. If it comes on, I'm watching. I'm, I'm, my eyes are glued to that thing. Yeah. No, I yeah. think that that's another one that, that I think definitely belongs to. The other one, if I'm going to kind of go with my, uh, so I, I mentioned Aha would be my number one. Uh, Nobody's Perfect for Mike the Mechanics would be in my top three. The other one, so Mike and the Mechanics would probably be number three. My number two would actually be, and this is all from the same time period here. There were a lot of compelling things going on in videos would be uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. I mean, I love Tears for Fears. They are one of my favorite bands of all time. Their next album after that, The Seeds of Love, is one of my top five albums of all time. I I can listen to that album over and over and over again from front to back, all eight tracks on it. And it's got some good videos. Sowing the Seeds of Love is the most well-known one. You talk about sort of the the Beatlesque stuff that goes on in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Woman in Chains is a great video. Also, but uh, everybody wants to rule the world to me is the captures that feeling of listening to a great pop song while you're driving in a car, because that's, that's part, that's a whole part of the video is this, you know, driving around and, you know, and just, um, and there are plenty of videos that, that play off of that same imagery. Uh, one of the reasons I always liked the song Motortown by the Kane gang is because it has some of that same kind of imagery going on. If you go, you know, you're in your car and you're driving along and you listen to a great song. To me, this is the epitome of the video that captures the wonderful feeling of listening to a great song, driving cross country in your car. Uh, and it's a great song to boot. And so um, that's my second favorite video of all time. Wow. Yeah, that was in my list. It wasn't in my top 10 because I had another one that pushed it out and you may be surprised by it, but it was Hey Ya by Outkast. Now that video, to me, the song's great. Always gets people dancing, high energy, it's fun. But then you put the video on and it, all that same criteria. They kind of make fun of all the different eras and they're kind of jumping around. And it's just one of those songs that the video helps support the mm-hmm. song and actually makes it better. And you still put it on and I can watch that <laughs> over and over again because it's just fun. And those are the type of songs that get me because I, there's another one that didn't make it, but it was one I talked about before, which was Buddy Holly by <laughs> Weezer. <laughs> same thing it's fun i could watch it again but the reason i took it out a little bit was because they still were it was still kind of like concert footage in a way they were just performing so it it took a little bit away from that so it was close but it uh for some reason the hey ya was a little more had a little more positive energy yeah you know it's interesting my 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 list is heavy on 80s stuff you know, I think uh, I think seven of the ten songs are from the '80s, and one of the other three is from 1990. So it's practically the '80s, and there are only two newer songs than the '80s, and they're both from the, the past decade that had their videos make my list. And they both, I think, capture that same kind of feeling you're talking about—that that fun feeling. One of them is, and it's sort of a nod to Thriller too. Uh, Justin Timberlake's "Can't Stop the Feeling." Every time I watch that song, and my kids love this song, when that comes on, we, we all dance together. There was a whole series of songs uh, between, say, 2012, 2013, and 2016, 2017 
There were a bunch of videos. Uh, Happy by Pharrell Williams is in there. Shake It Off by Taylor Swift is in there. There's a whole bunch of videos that are a really uh, Capital City Safe and Sound is kind of in there. It's a, that one's a little bit different, but this trend toward videos that sort of celebrated everyday people dancing together. You know, Shake mm-hmm. It Off, she's in there and she's dancing with all these other people. Happy very much takes on that sort of we're all happy and we're dancing and everybody, no matter what walk of life. And Justin Timberlake, it certainly features him uh, prominently, but it brings in all these other people. And at the end, everybody's named. And Justin is just another name in the list. And, you know, they each are doing their own dancing thing. And then in the, the last part of the song, they come together and they do a a coordinated dance that's very much a sort of homage to Thriller that goes on in, in there. And so that feel good, I just want to get up and dance when I yeah. see that. And I'll, I'll watch that video and I'll watch over and over and over again. And, and just because I'm, I, I love the, the types of dances people are doing and just even like the, you know, those uh, stores has like a sale or something going on and they've got one of those, those big characters in the wind, right? Those blow up things that are up in the wind and they're blowing around and the mm-hmm. wind blows them around. So it makes it look like, you know, he's dancing with one of those at one point. And so that's this real feel good song. And the other one is actually, if you ask me my favorite song from the 2010s, right from the decade, it would be Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. And it's another one where the video is just a lot of fun. It's just total fun here, you know, and that one kind of has a story. The song kind of has this story of of sorts, Uh, not as deep as some of the other videos, but it's got a great feel. It certainly has an 80s feel to it, which probably I'm sure is one of the reasons I like it. Uh, it's another one where I, you know, I sort of share it with my kids, but it's just fun. And it's, it's people out dancing. And so that, yeah, that idea you brought up about how we just have fun with this and we're dancing. And these were the, the newer stuff that made my list were ones because they fit exactly that. Well, I'm, I'm going to throw one at you that's fun. But I had three from this artist that were all fun, but I had mm-hmm. to pick one. So Weird Al mm-hmm. Yankovic. Talk about on the podcast fan of his so the one that jumped out to me was amish paradise Mm. weird al so it didn't chart that high for him but there's just something about that video he it just cracks me up every time i watch it and especially at the end where he does everything in Mm. reverse for the last you know 30 Mm -hmm. seconds and it's just one of those songs where it probably wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a miscommunication between him and Coolio's agent. Right. <laughs> so right, right. I always think I'm so happy that this song actually was released because it makes me smile right. almost every time I watch it. It's so quotable. Right. And we're going to party like it's 1699. Right. I mean, there's so much about the song that makes me laugh. So that ended up in my fun zone. That one made me laugh. And then one that's in similar vein of that, that goes back to the 80s, was the Twisted Sisters, We're Not Going to Take It. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are you going to do with your life? And that whole video seemed to really resonate with a lot of people for a long period of time. And the song still gets played, and the video makes it better. And and I can actually watch that over and over because it's fun, you know, and it makes you want to sing it out loud. Right. Well, they had that one and then they had, I want to rock. Remember? And he's like, what do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. And then we're not going to take it in the sort of, um, yeah. You know, you mentioned Weird Al. There's like, I mean, I just watched Like a Surgeon a couple weeks ago and thoroughly enjoyed it. Probably my fondest memories are watching Fat back in 1988. 
And that's another one that's quotable, you know, and uh, I'm going to need my own zip code and all the other stuff that he throws in there. Yo, right? Ding dong, ding dong, yo. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yo, ding, the, the beginning of it, right? Because he's mock- sort of right. making fun of Michael Jackson's because, you know, Michael Jackson did the movie with Thriller. And so he did another mini movie with Bad. Not quite as compelling, but still this attempt at a mini movie. And then Weird Al, he's making fun of it with that, just like he did with Beat It, Eat It and Beat It. You know, well, don't they whip out a banana instead of a switchblade or whatever, you know? And so... Chicken. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there were three that really stick out to me. One is my favorite song of his is actually Word Crimes. When that came out a few years ago, I just, you know, maybe it's because, you know, I do editing and, and grading and everything. I was just like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Uh, so the video is kind of cool with that. But the two videos that I think I like the best are um, uh, Smells Like Nirvana. And I just I, every time I watch it, I crack up at how he's made, you know, he he's imitating that Nirvana video so well. And making fun of it at the same time. And I just, you know, I, I, I just, it just cracks me up. And then White and Nerdy, which is actually his biggest hit. It's his only top 10 hit. And what I love about White and Nerdy is all the cameos. So they start off and Key and Peele show up at the beginning. And then Seth Green shows up. And I love the Donny Osmond cameo. Like, oh my and, and when I saw Weird Al in, in concert, I mean, you know, I, I and I think you've seen him a number of times, but when I saw him the one time back in 2007, you know, they, he played it and they had Donny Osmond on video. You know, he wasn't live for, it was in Cleveland, but Donny was on video, you know, walking around like he does on the, the video for that song. And the Donny Osmond cameo in that thing is just cracks me up. Oh yeah. I mean, that was the three songs I had. I had Amish paradise, eat it and white and nerdy were the ones I had in mind. And, those all three of those videos I can watch, but for some reason the uh, Amish Paradise, and perhaps because uh, I've been through that area, and every time. I don't the other thing I, I wanted to mention about White and Nerdy, because I think the actual the Donny Eisman, I, I love that. The kicker for me in that video is when he's he's giving the guy money, like it's you know he's buying drugs or something, and the guy gives him a video of the Star Wars holiday special. Which, if you know anything about Star Wars and the holiday special, I mean, I've taught a Star Wars class, and you can you can see it on YouTube, and you know, I've made students watch it. And I, I know students who are like big Star Wars fans who are like, oh my god, what the hell did I just watch? You know, and for years, the Star Wars holiday special was something you couldn't even find or get because Lucas basically, while he wasn't inv- really that much involved with it, everybody tried to disown it. For years, until I got to college, I thought I had dreamed it. I remembered watching it in 1978 when it came out. And for years, I, I never found anybody else who knew about it or, or you know, said anything about it. I finally got to college and found other people who knew it. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I literally had thought I had dreamed this thing up. And so the kicker for me is when he's, he buys the Star Wars holiday special, which, of course, is you know, another sort of reference to other work he's done. Because, I mean, the saga begins as a great video. And, you know, and he's got the Yoda song and everything else. And so, but, yeah, it's just so much fun there. He puts a lot of work into his videos. So <laughs> I, I think the criteria for all of them is I could probably have my, uh, my whole top 10 Weird Al, but I wanted to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, that was another thing about this was there were a number of artists where – I could have included multiple songs, right? I could have included multiple Michael Jackson songs. And I even forgot, I, one of the other ones I was considering was Say, Say, Say by Michael Jackson and uh, Paul mm-hmm. McCartney. Again, it tells a story. It's got a good song. It's got, you know, some interesting imagery. You know, there were numerous 
Mike and the Mechanics songs. One of the other artists that I could have uh, considered a number of songs from and videos from was George Michael. And I love the Freedom video, Freedom 90 from 1990. I love that song. And that's another one where the imagery, the cinematography in that thing is just brilliant. I could have included others. I love the father figure video when it came out. Faith has a certain, it's kind of, uh, Faith is a little more basic, but it has a a good, an interesting feel to it. That's another one where I could have included multiple songs from this artist, but I I really, you know, unless there was a compelling reason to, to put more than one, I tried to say, okay, what's my favorite by this artist? And uh, Freedom 90 is by far and away my favorite George Michael video. I was looking at some of those two, trying to figure out how to squeeze them in. (laughs) They were on my list and he's there. Now, here's one I thought you might find interesting is I thought about this and this was really hard, but it it made it into my top 10 just because it's another fun one. Mm -hmm. It's the You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon. Yeah, yeah. It's because Chevy Chase is in there just dancing around. I mean, it's if he was at the height of his fame, Chevy Chase at the time with you know, all the vacation movies and Fletch and everything. Yep. And just his presence in the video. I mean, the song's already fun enough as it is. You put that on, it's it's fun. And then you see Chevy Chase dancing around yep. and it just can't get any better. I think that that's a great choice for you. It didn't make my top 10 list. It very well could have. You know, and I like you said, the... Uh, the song is fun. I mean, that's an in, imminently like memorable song. I, you know, man walks down the street. It's a street and a stranger. And here it is, you know, 33 years later. And I can basically rattle the thing off. And and I love the the little things that Chevy does in there. Like like they've got the um, the drum holder sitting there right in between the two of them. And he sets his cup there like it's a table and the cup just falls on through. And then he does the thing where he's dancing and he's, he's pretending his He's flipping his his hands between his knees like his legs are flipping around and around and around. And, you know, and it just uh, it plays the horn in my, Paul Simon's face. Like you said, it's just fun. It's just you can I can just watch that video just to see what what the two of them and especially what Chevy Chase is doing. And um, I think it like you said, he was really he was at his, his height back then. It was, you know, you had Fletch, you had uh, the vacation movies, et cetera. He was really at the height of his popularity then. And but it really sort of it shows his comedic talent in there. And so, like you said, that, that idea of these videos are fun. The other fun one that's in my list uh, that I haven't mentioned is the safety dance for men without hats. I play that one a lot before classes, the dancing around it. To me, that's like the enduring memory of early years watching MTV. I remember, you know, the first several years of MTV 81 through about 84 or so watching it. And that's the video from that time period that really like is the the essence of my memory from that period. And again, it's this fun thing, right? It's these people dancing around. It's set in the Middle Ages, so it's got some interesting visual elements to it. And and it's it's a song that I really like too. Yeah, I struggle with that because I've got so many songs on my list. You know, I shared with you a preliminary list, and I added probably another ten songs to it, mm-hmm. and it's all over the place. And then I started thinking about a couple that steered clear a little bit of my philosophy. And I'm like, why are these in my top 10? Because I've watched them before. They're memorable to me. And then I I would unbold them and, and then not bold them. So here are three songs that are not in my top 10, but were in my top 10 
constantly. Kept taking them in and out. Sure. First one was Jamiroquai. Oh, yeah. Virtual insanity. Because of the video. Yep. He's dancing around and the floors are moving and the couch is moving. I just always thought that video was so cool. Now, the song hasn't really lasted. Mm-hmm. But the video, you always remember if you mentioned, hey, do you ever see that dude that's dancing around the room with all the furniture moving? They're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, I just watched that video a few hours before we, we sat down to have this conversation just to to rewatch it, to say, to look at it again. And because I, I was considering it and I was like, will that be in my top 10? And I, and I watched the video and I said, no, nah, it's not quite my top 10 material. But yeah, it's funny how that one, that video, like you said, it's the video that lingers with you. Here's the other two is it's a song by OK Go. It's called Here It Goes Again. Mm-hmm. And no one knows the song. But if you say, oh, remember the guys that were dancing on treadmills? And you're like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so it's a, they basically just did a video with a room full of treadmills and they're they're dancing between them all. And you wonder how many times did they fall? How many times did they get hurt? <laughs> how did they do that? Right. Right. It, it just that sticks in your head. And then the other one is. It's the weapon of choice by Fat Boy Slim. Nobody really knows the song, but they do know the song from More Cowbell. It's Christopher Walken. He's dancing around everywhere, flipping, dancing, and it's just him That's dancing like, all over the place. Yeah. And these three songs kept coming in and out because they are very memorable videos, but you don't remember the song but you remember the song because of the video. Right. So the video was much stronger than the actual song. Right. Right. Which is and important, right? That's saying something that it could last that long that it's there. And I think it kind of reminds me of sledgehammer in a little bit where yep. sledgehammer's video is so good yep. that it's actually in many circles stronger than the song itself. Yep. yep. The song is very memorable, but it's stronger. So it wasn't enough which is weird. You know, that's interesting. That's a great point about how you may not know the song or the song doesn't it doesn't have the staying power, right? So, you know, Sledgehammer was a number one hit in 1986, but it doesn't have the staying power of Thriller or Take On Me or other songs from that time period. A lot of younger folks may not know that song. I mean, it does have some, I mean, it gets played in some ways, but, and it, as Peter Gabriel songs go, I mean, that's actually, I mean, I can off the top of my head come up with, probably at least four songs that I would put above it in terms of my favorite Peter Gabriel song. You know, you know that I love, you know, I've already said I like In Your Eyes. I would put Salisbury Hill up there. Uh, Red Rain to me would probably be above it. Don't Give Up might be above it. I could start naming like Shock the Monkey. Yeah, Shock the Monkey would could very well be above it. Uh, even Biko, I, I really love Biko. I could easily, it could easily go out of the top 10 of my favorite Peter Gabriel songs. And so, but yeah, but the vid- but as videos go, it's his best work because of how detailed and, and incredible. The- That's a great point you bring up that, you know, the, the video outlasts the song and the video becomes so significant. Sort of, we've covered nine of my top 10 and probably my other, my last one from my top 10 could maybe fit that. I don't know if it's as well known as some of the other ones. But the video was groundbreaking and sort of set the stage for other videos that came later is Cry by Godly and Cream. Interesting. And if if you know the video at all, it was the face morphing video. I do. They have this video of, you know, all these different people and they they morph from one face to the other. And the song is powerful, especially the ending, the ending, the two ending notes of that song are really powerful. 
But, you know, later on, Michael Jackson would do that in black and white. Other people would, would pick up and do face morphing in videos. This was sort of the early, early video to do that. And um, I, to me, it's a classic video that I will sit and actually watch to, to watch the, the video morphing going on and the different faces and what pe- different people look like and how they're the, the sort of types of diversity that they bring into there as well. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking about black and white because they do that at the end of that song. Mm-hmm. And I remember the world premiere mm-hmm. and watching that video and saying, wow, that's really cool. And the one thing that always makes when you talked about that Godly and Cream song, I remember Beavis and Butthead that was featured in one of their shows. And they're like, like <laughs> they were they were totally you know, on the video. But about that, really. uh, it always made me laugh because Beavis and Butthead, the thing that, you know, that whole show is just them sitting around ripping on videos. Mm-hmm. But the only thing they ever replay on MTV are the cartoons. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of odd. And I know that's coming back. But I start thinking about also what songs were Beavis and Butthead making fun of as well. And, and how does that fall into here? Yeah, that's a good point, though. Face morphing and setting the tone. Here's one I thought was interesting. So I only have a couple left, I think, on my list that I haven't mentioned. But one that I've I've been trying to figure out, you know, obviously I'm a big Van Halen fan and we talked about this here and the videos with David Lee Roth, they put a lot of effort into those. Mm-hmm. There's one point, some videos that were groundbreaking. And one that's interesting is the video for Hot for Teacher. Mm-hmm. That video was interesting because it had little miniature versions of all the, uh, the, the folks in the band. And then they also had, there was a, a choreographed dance part of the video and then you know, eddie van halen classically you know playing across the table in that video right. and then i started thinking about how other rock bands started following that you, know, you think of rat mm-hmm. that started doing a similar video to that and i gotta look at the timing of that but i'm pretty sure that hot for teacher came out before all those other videos that were like that, that were, were similar. Well, you know, I don't remember the timing specifically on it versus other videos. I'd have to look at the videos again and who was doing it and who wasn't. The thing about that video, one of the things that really strikes about that video should have predated Rat, I think. Well, maybe it didn't. Yeah, it would have been the same time period, 1984. So... The one thing about that video that, like you said, they've got the miniature of them. And then at the end, they it's like Fast Times at Ridgemont High where they, they say, you know, David went on to do this and Eddie went on to do, right? And, you know, they, they had those little stills. And that was a big thing to do back then. Again, probably the, the movie that most may be most famous for doing it was Fast Times at Ridgemont High where they, they take you the, through the main characters at the end and, you know, tell you what Spicoli went on to do and what brad went on to do and you know all that other stuff and so they were really that was a video that was really building out of a lot of stuff that was going on in the 80s i mean it's a really quintessential mid-80s video of that speaks for that time incidentally enough it's the one and only time that i ever actually called in to vote for mtv's friday night video fights was for that song it was up against duran duran's wild boys and it had been the hot for teacher had been the, the winner for the last few weeks and it lost to Duran Duran the night that I actually voted. So um, I never wanted to jinx anybody, you know, but that was, I mean, that was a big thing in the, in the mid eighties with MTV on Friday nights, 
they would have the Friday night video fights and you would have two videos and the defending champion up against something new and you could call in. It was back then it was those 900 numbers and you paid 50 cents if you did it, you know, and, uh, and you could call in and vote for whatever video. And, you know, it was a contest thing. It was, it was an early reality TV type feel, listener involvement type of thing. I was never permitted to call that number. I was at my grandma's house and my grandma was real nice to me and she let me do it the once. So uh, that was the one time I got to do it. I always wanted to. I'd just be like, please don't lose. I want my video to win. I'm down. So I've got, I'm going to look at one song left here on my list and it's down to two that I've been hamming and hawing on for a long period of time here. And I'm still having difficulty, but I think I'm going to go ahead and select the one that think makes the most sense. And it's Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Okay. I had it going up against Hurt by Johnny Cash. And the reason I had Johnny Cash there, because I really, to me, when Johnny Cash came out with that video and did that whole thing, Mm -hmm. it's the, the artist that is going to play into his grave. Mm -hmm. He's going to sing. He's going to fulfill his destiny. And to me, that song, every time I listen to it and I watch that video, it's very emotional. But then I go back to what I generally am (laughs) inclined to like the most are songs that are fun. And the Beastie Boys have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But Sabotage is that video where they are basically doing a parody of we're detectives from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And then once again, the video adds more allure to it. Yeah. I can totally see that making your list. Absolutely. And again, it's because it's got a narrative to it and it's, yeah. fun and it, it kind of checks off the boxes. It was hard though. I mean, other songs and I imagine you have some that, you know, I had everybody wants to rule the world on here. I had the Buggles video kill the radio star just because it was the first video played on MTV. But I'm like, that's not enough. Right. I also had something newer. It was new rules by Dua Lipa Mm -hmm. that I thought really took some, I guess, dramatic choices in the video. And I thought it stood out. It made the the songs good enough as it is. The video made it better. Mm -hmm. And, and then another one down here that I don't know, just kept, falling off and on you remember dire straits money for nothing yeah, i mean yeah. and the reason it fell off because it was more of a concert footage thing yeah i thought about money for nothing i really considered it in its time i you know there are a number of videos where in their time i watch them a lot uh, my favorite song is here i go again by white snake you know as a 15 year old boy watching that video you know i was like watching that a lot i mean there was the dancing on the car part but then even just I would love that song and I'd be imitating David Coverdale with his microphone. Dire Straits, another one like that, where I watched that video a lot. But over the years, it just kind of slipped down. It's compelling. It was interesting. It was new. It was innovative. It certainly deserved all of the credit that it got. But in the end, it didn't quite stay with me the way some of these other videos and songs did. So yeah, that was definitely one to consider. Interesting to me was to think about some of the artists who didn't make my list, right? So, I mean, there's no Madonna on here, although I could, you know, talk about Papa Don't Preach, mm-hmm. Baby For You, or Borderline, or, or Like a Virgin, or Like a Prayer. I mean, there's numerous videos that could have made my list, and none of them quite did. Uh, Springsteen's another one. Glory mm-hmm. Days is a great video. Again, it's got a story and everything. 
I love Tunnel of Love's my favorite song by him, and the video's really good. Prince, there's no Prince on my list, even though, you know, but a lot of his videos end up becoming, it goes back to what you said about concert footage. I, I kept thinking about Prince, but a lot of his videos tended to be sort of more just him performing. And so I was like, well, it's not, I even looked at like Raspberry Beret, which may be his best song. And, you know, Kiss is a little bit different. It's him performing, but at least it's, there's a little more to it. And so I didn't, there was no prints on here because I just was like, you know, they're just him performing. And the ones that do more than that, even Bat Dance does more than that. It's him performing, but it, you know, they don't resonate with me in the same kind of way. Uh, you know, U2 is my favorite band and there's no U2 on my list. I looked at All I Want Is You tells a story. It tells a story about a circus and uh, a love story that that's a tragic love story at a circus. And I watched part of it again and I was like, yeah, I still like it. It's my favorite U2 song, but it didn't quite make the list. I also like the video where the streets have no name, the whole idea that they took over that block in LA and they did the video and it's a great song. Mm -hmm. Again, it was just sort of, well, but it's really just them in concert. You know, uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I love the imagery in that video, you know, but again, it's them just kind of walking the streets of Las Vegas and, you know, doing stuff. And so it was interesting to me, some of the artists who I really, really love who didn't make my list, the one sort of last one that I'll talk about there almost made my list was I love the police and uh, the police did some interesting things with videos. And my favorite mm -hmm. video by them is actually wrapped around your finger. I love the the candles and the, the mood that that's set in that video. Um, mm -hmm. and again, it's another early MTV kind of feel that I, that I remember from watching MTV. That's my favorite video by the police, but I could have easily th thought about, you know, every breath you take, every little thing she does is magic. You know, I think you had, had that on your preliminary list you had mentioned to me. But again, that was one where it was, it was still just sort of them in concert, you know, studio video, right? Same here. There's so many artists that I think that could make it, but I think a, a lot of the time it's majority is that I'm on a stage and I'm playing with my band. Mm -hmm. And I even thought about some of the even more recent ones. And mm -hmm. I think most of it is them just talking and walking a lot. A lot of videos. I think it's interesting. We, we should figure out some, some classifications of these videos because a lot of them are stage talking and walking, <laughs> right? Whether, whatever they're walking through their house or through a city and then and then you've got the other ones that are like we said the ones that that made this list and maybe there's a couple others but i feel like a lot of them are are falling in that category yeah so right why do you think all videos are just concert footage so i think there are two reasons why we see a bunch of just performance stuff right whether it's concert or it's just staged on a stage you know mm -hmm. whatever I think there, I mean, there are multiple reasons, but there are two that, that come to mind immediately. One is that they don't want to spend any more money on these videos than they have to, right? So, I mean, some do. You know, we talked about Thriller. Obviously, they wanted to put a bunch of money into mm -hmm. that, right? But Michael Jackson was an artist. He's the biggest thing in the world or about to become it, you know, and, and he's one of the biggest things in the world when that video, when that album was made. And he, you know, he, he wanted to do that. In other cases, like, aha. Uh -huh, this was a, ch I mean, probably nobody ever hears of AHA except for their regional following in Europe if they don't do that video. You know, there are a number of times where we look at mm. somebody, Godly and Cream is another example, where somebody does a video and it was really, really, really good. And they put a bunch of money and production time and money into it because if this takes off, this is going to make their career. 
right? Mm-hmm. So AHA's the, the quintessential. AHA had two hits, right? Uh, at least in the U.S. Take on Me and The Sun Always Shines on TV. And The Sun Always Shines on TV was really just the follow up to Take on Me that you know built off of their success. The, you know, so one of the thing, one of the reasons why we get it is because in most cases they don't want to have to spend a bunch of extra money. And then secondly, they want it no matter what they do. They still want to feature the artist. These True. videos were something that developed out of promotional stuff. They were initially they were thought of as just promotional products. Hey, this is something to help promote this this artist, this band, you name it. And so the mindset is still the goal of this is it's kind of like an advertisement. You know, if you if you watch a you can watch a great advertisement that gets you to laugh, that's a great story, really compelling, emotional. And afterwards you say, oh, now, now what was that an advertisement for? And you go, uh, boy, I don't know. Well, it was a, yeah, it was a great advertisement. It was compelling, but it didn't do its job because it didn't sell you the product. So if you know this good video and you, yeah, that was great, but you don't know who the artist was in a way it didn't do its job. So the videos are meant to promote the artist. And so I think that one of the reasons we get, and there are a few exceptions to that. Foreigner, I don't want to live without you which is actually probably my favorite Foreigner song, that does not feature the band at all. It shows video clips from uh, movies, especially older movies, of love. And But Foreigner in 1988 could afford to do that, right? Because the video before that, Say You Will, featured the band. You know, they've had plenty of videos that yeah. featured the band before that. So they could afford to do something like that. In most cases, you want to promote the artist and you want to do it Without having, in most cases, you don't want to spend too mo- any more money than you have to to try to do it. I mean, we can even look at like Tiffany got her start, she, you know, the mall queen of, of pop music in 1987, and her first video for I think I'm alone um, now. Yeah, thank you. I, th- I think we're alone now. It's mall footage of her singing at various at, at a mall, and it was quiet. Well, that was cheap, but it was interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It was a way to tell that she's connected to the fans and she's out there and she's accessible. It ticks off the boxes for promoting the artist in the way they wanted to, while also being cheap. Um, another example, uh, Bon Jovi's Bad Medicine. If you remember the video, the very beginning of it is Sam Kinison standing in line and saying, you know what? Screw this. We're going to do our own video, right? The fans' perspective. And so, I mean, what the band did was they gave fans a bunch of cameras to take video of them you know, performing uh, Bad Medicine. And they used the fan footage. They didn't have to pay any of those people to do this, right? It was a, a chance to be part of a, a Bon Jovi video. And um, I don't maybe they did pay him, but, you know, that probably didn't much if they did. It, again, it was a cheap way to make a video that was an, and then sell it as a new and interesting yeah, concept. I, mean, I thought about one, you know, back in 86 when they did the whole, you know, Van Halen, Van Hagar thing. They didn't do videos mm-hmm. for Why Can't This Be Love or Dreams. Dreams yep. is just the blue angels <laughs> footage, yep. which uh, yep. it was very popular because it highlighted the military and they're like, Oh, we'll, we'll do that. And I thought that yep. was interesting because that almost actually made it to my list. But I thought, well, it seemed like they didn't want to do any videos at that time because they're busy touring. So they decided to do that. So I knew the backstory of that. So that's why I didn't make my list, but that's yep. pretty interesting that those two reasons. Wow. Ray, we, have a lot of videos <laughs> that you check out. 
I got one though for you, Ray. If do you have anything else on videos? Because I do have another quick question for you. I wanted to slam your way. There's a bunch more I could talk about. The the sort of last one I might talk about that I really gave a lot of thought to. Mm-hmm. Look at my my video list. You know, there's a bunch of stuff from the 80s up through 1990, and there's two things from the last several years, and there's nothing from in between. Again, the Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson from 95 almost made it. The one from in between there that I really considered was, it was uh, The Middle by Jimmy E. World. And in some ways, I like that video. And in some ways, I'm, I don't. And I, I have these really mixed feelings about it. But it's compelling in a way. And if you don't remember the video, they, you know, the band is a little bit in it. They're like playing at this party. And the party is an underwear party, right? So everybody comes and they're just in their underwear. And there's this guy who feels kind of uncomfortable walking through it. And probably the best scene is when they show they're underwater because somebody jumps in the water and it, you can see people are in their underwear in the water and he's in his jeans in the water. You know, and he goes through and he he's never quite feels it. But then finally he's in this bedroom and he's like, fine, I'll, I'll do it. And he starts to take off his pants and his shirt. There's a girl in, who's in the, the other closet right there in the same room and she's doing the same and they kind of just stop. And then they start to put their clothes back on. And the final scene is them walking out of the, the house with their clothes on. You know, we're just going to go out. And the song is about, you know, no matter what anybody says, do your own thing, you know, be your best, you know, all that, that other kind of stuff. And, and on the other hand, you know, so on the one hand, it's, it's got a story. It's interesting. It compels me in a way. On the other hand, like, except for like one character that they show who's kind of a, a little heavier set of a guy, like everybody's like a model. And then I'm like, well... You know, if you ever went to like, if you were actually a, a teen, a, you know, 18 years old at the time that this video, and of course I wasn't, but if you were 18 years old when this video came out and you went to one of those parties or something, you were in college or something or in high school and you went to one of these parties, not everybody's going to be a model like that. And so then I get turned off a little bit by it. But that was the one other one that I just kind of kept hmm. going round and round and round about. I, even though there are, I, I could literally, I've got probably 15 on a list here that we didn't even touch, but you know. Same here. Yeah, yeah. A really hard subject because. You know, if we just said, hey, let's do the top 10 of the 80s, we would have been fine. How about the 90s? But I think we're we're trying to look at a lot here in a very limited scope. So I think this is just, once again, Gold Tunes made is, hey, if you haven't heard of these songs or want to check them out, maybe this will be your vaccination into music videos. So check them out. We'll put it together for you. Well, Ray, it's it's been a good time this episode talking about videos. We will definitely post up on our site a list. We'll, we'll put together your top 10, my top 10, see where they, they co-mingle. Okay. And then also want to throw out there, I do have song or artist up. And this time is Loverboy. So you got Loverboy, Billy Ocean. I think it was a uh, number two hit, what, 85? Yep. And Loverboy the band who had hits such as Working for the Weekend, Loving Every Minute of It. Hmm. What do you think, Ray? Boy. Where would you go? Oh my God, that's tough. Is it Billy Ocean hmm. or is it Loverboy? Now, hmm. I know mine, but mine's a very personal connection. So that's why this one tipped me. And I'll, I'll tip my hat. Okay. I think. I haven't voted yet, but I think I would go for Loverboy the band mm-hmm. just because back in the 80s, I was a very mischievous kid 
and I was injured. <laughs> and while I was in the hospital, my aunt gave me the tape of loving every minute of it. It was the only tape I had while I was in the hospital. All I did, Ray, was listen to that tape back and front, flip it in, flip it out, flip it in, and whatever snow and cheese was on the TV in the hospital. Right. So to me, I know every song on the loving every minute of it album. <laughs> so that's why that one takes it to me. But I, Billy Ocean, wow. Billy Ocean has so many tunes, but, and that's a great tune that actually doesn't get played that often if you think about it. Um, actually, I've heard it on 80s on 8 a few times recently. It doesn't get played otherwise. You're right. That's hard. Part of it is, right, I love Billy Ocean, and he's got great songs. You know, Suddenly, Caribbean Queen, you know, you go on down the list. But I'm not evaluating Billy Ocean's catalog. I'm evaluating that one song. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. It's not my favorite Billy Ocean song. I don't know if it strikes me in the way that some of his other ones, probably my favorite Billy Ocean is probably uh, There'll Be Sad Songs. The thing that probably does it for me, and I don't have a personal stake in this at all, uh, Lover Boy, you know, loving every minute of it, working for the weekend. They're all right. I don't dislike the songs. They're not ones that really grab me in the way that other songs do. Um, I remember when I really got into music was the summer to fall of 1987, and their hit at that time was Notorious, because she's na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, Notorious. So I remember that. But the thing that probably weighs it over is actually Loverboy's Ballad. This could be the night, and the one that really on the, album. the one that really tips the scales is from Top Gun, Heaven in Your Eyes. That song is awesome. I really love that song. And so I'm going to go with the band because of Heaven in Your Eyes. Wow. Yep. It takes a soundtrack to make it happen. Well, it takes, it, was, it takes a great ballad. I think that's my MO a lot of times. You know, I love those power ballads from the 80s and early 90s. You remember, I remember back in, in yeah. college when I had my radio Sunday night cool down, a radio show for one semester. And that was what I played was, you know, these slow and ballady type stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, ha- I still have a CD of that. I still have a CD. Monster and balance. I love that stuff. So, um, but heaven in your eyes. With you, did you say alias? Um, alias. More than words can say. Yeah. Uh, yep. I yeah, need to know. Even like, uh, you know, because one of the interesting things, like, or like, take like Europe. The, the Europe song that's most remembered is Final Countdown, right? But it's not their biggest hit. Carrie. Carrie was their biggest hit, and I mean, I love that song, right? That you know, that ballad. I, you know, or or even like like Boston's Amanda, right? I mean, what a great tune. Or uh, so, give me the give me those ballads from the the mid to late eighties. You know, yeah. What's your favorite ballad from Toto? I'll be over you. Yep. Not even not. I, I love that too. In fact, that's another one. The video is kind of fun, but it's just them performing on top of a building. And it starts raining. Yeah, they leave when it starts yeah, raining. Yeah, exactly. But I love that song, and Michael McDonald comes in on that, and. Uh, Wow. Well, then I think we set ourselves up for the next one. We'll start talking about ballads. <laughs> I can do it. I can give you another we'll hour. Our monster ballad list. <laughs> Come back. Cool. Well, episode 26, Tunes Mate. We hope you had a great time. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Please give us a rating. Let us know. And, of course, we are going to continue to bring you not only discussions like this, but we've got some other interviews with some artists coming up in the future and without further ado i'm mark and i'm ray and we will see you next time